Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, well, that was a tough one. The Bolts, we said it repeatedly, need to win out, need to go 10-7 and seven to punch a ticket. Into the postseason, I guess it's still possible at 9-8, at and eight, but uh, at this point, not knowing what the fracture to Justin Herbert's finger is going to mean going forward and um, just kind of the state of the team and the offense as a whole is going to be really tough for this squad moving forward. Uh, short week, fractured finger we now know on the index hand. And, man, there's just a lot to get into. So we do it the same way, as always. And I've thought about waiting until after the Sunday nighter because it's a good game. It's the the Cowboys and the Eagles. But hopefully you're like me, and I got it on right here. So if I get distracted a little bit here or there, um, that would, you know, be understandable uh, for you. And hopefully for me, you'll, you'll cut me some slack if a big play is happening. But you know the story. We got one beer. Today I got this uh, new company. Trusted Gut Beer. I had heard about it, and the can kind of jumped out at me. So it's a blonde ale with notes of honey, gluten-reduced. And I figured, you know what? After that game, I need a tall boy. So uh, we're going to probably spend a few extra minutes together since instead of a 12, it's a 16. So here we go. Wow, that's really good. That is uh, Trusted Gut. Delicious. So, all right, initial impressions. One, this team has struggled all season picking up blitz, and it was their demise today. For whatever reason, we've talked about this in the past, that on critical downs, on critical drives, it seemed as though pressure really affected this offense. And whether it was a missed blitz pickup by a running back, whether it was a right tackle doubling up on an interior rusher instead of taking care of the the nickel that's blitzing off the corner and watching him a free path and you know watching him have a free path, uh, it was a mess. the The protection was an absolute mess today, and six sacks. It's a team that came in with twenty eight through twelve games. Do the math. That's more than double their production per game. In this one, uh, the interception was tough. That's just pressure right in his lap as he's trying to get rid of the ball, gets popped up into the air. And yet you look at, you know, this is the complimentary football that we've talked about when it comes to this team in the past. You know, defense played a great game. You know, there was really just the one explosive given up to Cortland Sutton with Mikey Davis in coverage. But even that was just kind of an odd call. They they just rushed three and nobody got home. And Russell Wilson had all day back there to throw the ball, so it's hard to pin that all on Mikey. Um, outside of that, you know, it was the last drive that did him in. They were great on third down. Um, I thought the coverage was good. The tackling was good. And then all of a sudden, it fell apart on that last drive that they scored the touchdown on. You had really the big one was the, the missed tackle by Derwin on Troutman where he just blew by him and, and just kind of blew the tackle at the line of scrimmage on a third and eight, and Troutman ends up getting nine. And that would have got them off the field with about seven minutes left. He got all the momentum. Um, so that was a big issue. I'll be honest, I was, I was kind of, and normally I love the aggressiveness on fourth down. For me personally, I, I, I would have kicked the field goals. I know it sounds like hindsight because of how the game turned out, but I just feel like you get that interception the last thing you want to do is give it back to him. Now, in Coach Staley's defense, should have been a touchdown. It was the right play call, and, and Gerald Everett dropped that touchdown pass. It was a good pass by Herbert, hit him in the hands, couldn't survive the ground. 
That first drive, five plays, you got to punt instead of having a ball at the 30 within field goal range on your opening drive. So those two opening drives, man, really could have changed the game. Um, you get inside the 30, Keenan drops that ball, and now you're already in Dicker field goal range on the opening drive, and you can at least put three up, maybe seven. You get the interception. It was an awesome play by Michael Davis to pick that ball off and force it out of the hands um, there of Mims on the right sideline. And um, it gives you no points. And then I think about that field goal. It's a 7-0 game with four minutes left in the second. Uh, three minutes, 18 seconds left in the second. And you got a fourth and two from the 29, and you're down 7-0. And, and that's a Cam Dicker chip shot. Now it's 7-3. At least you got some points on the board. You know, you're, you've struggled on third down. You, you know, it's, to me, it just, I don't know. It, it felt like, and, and it was, a, it should have been offsetting penalties. There was an offside along with that illegal shift. So that, that would have made it 7-3. And then there's no fourth down play, you know, that, that Herbert gets, gets his finger injured on. So that's, that's really probably stringing it out too far. Some positives. I thought the running game was better. I liked I know the, the box score won't tell you, but, man, Isaiah Spiller runs hard. I thought he looked good running the ball, picking up those fours and fives that in the past have been twos and threes from Austin and Joshua, so I hope to see more from him. I thought Austin Eckler ran really well today. I thought they schemed it up and blocked well. The tight ends blocked well today. So there's some positives. Quinton, obviously, he had more he had more reception yards on the one throw from Easton Stick for 57 than he had had in any game this season. So that's a positive, uh, but certainly the, the, the negatives outweigh the positives in this one, cause they lost the game and they're now five and eight. And it's going to be a really, really tough hill to climb. I suppose you can say it's possible if they're able to, to finish at nine and eight, that nine and eight might get you in, but that seems, you know, that's a lot of two and twos from the teams ahead of them, and I just don't quite see that working out. So let's get to your your comments like we always do. I'm going to take another sip of this delicious Trusted Gut Blonde Ale first. Oh, and it was great to um, – I ended up getting into an elevator with Philip Rivers because I didn't see him. By the time I got a break in our pregame to go down on the field, he was already off the field and just – one of my favorite people that I've ever had the, the great fortune to work with. So it was great to see him. His son Gunner was with him, who's as tall as, as Philip is and starting at quarterback for the school that, that Philip's coaching at. We had a great, great talk, pretty much just talked about high school football and said they went six and five, lost in the first round of the playoffs. But it feels really good about the, the direction there. They're going in and it was just good to catch up with them. Just one of the, the truly quality, high-quality individuals that you'll ever come across, as genuine as ever, had his daughter with him and his son, Gunner, to come out and, and, and honor Antonio, who's also one of my favorite people who was inducted into the Charger Hall of Fame at halftime. So, all right, there we go. Get all that out of the way, and you are now up. Dude, I don't know how you do it. That's how, baby. That's how you do it. Uh, what do we got next up? Yes, we're done again. It's a long shot. Um, better draft pick. That's what I hate. I hate the whole rooting to lose because you want to get a run at Brock Bowers or something like the top corner, you know, Kool-Aid, stuff like that. It just, it, it sucks. Um, all right. I will see you at Tarantula Hill. If you're in the Thousand Oaks area, Petros and Money, it's our Christmas party out at uh, Tarantula Hill Brewing Co. in Thousand Oaks, three to seven on 
Friday, giving away a ton of stuff, a TV, trip to Hawaii, giving away tickets to Chargers, Clippers, UCLA basketball, Dodgers suite tickets. So come out and see us. Uh, Otani time. Very excited about that, Zach. No doubt about it. That's going to be as the Dodgers station. Um, how many games will Herbert be out? Lindsay, I think it depends on if he's playing this week, which I think would me. I, I don't know. Like, so I don't know. They said it's a fracture. And I think we know Herbert well enough to know that he doesn't miss time. He does not miss snaps. So the idea that he missed an entire half is certainly of concern. And I think it'd be hard to imagine him being back in a short week. And then I think it'll depend on if the Chargers win or lose. You know, if they win and they're still alive for the postseason and he can come back, I think he'll come back. If they don't win that game and their season is, you know, for the most part coming to a close, then I think it's like, can, how much can we do additional damage? And do we want to make sure we avoid that? Um, Chargers aren't good. But you know what, Matt? The Dodgers aren't either. What do you mean the Dodgers? Look, they got bounced in the playoffs. Uh, two beers this evening is okay. Smithy, that's why I went with one and a half. I compromised. Uh, nice beer. Like it. Cool. Spencer was my first time trying it. So, like I said, I figured I'd go with the big one. And this one jumped out at me at the local liquor store here in Seal Beach. Tough loss. Looking towards the future again. I hate that. You know, the future stinks. Um, sorry, my computer slipped there. Love you, money. Love you as well. Thank you so much, folks, for coming along, especially because there's a really good, well, now 17.3. Maybe we're going to get more popular. Um, I will sign your PMS vans. Yeah, look at this, Eric. I actually got mine on, uh, the ones that Steve Van Dorn made for us. These things are super cool, and I think we're giving away more of these. Um, out there on Friday. They're the Vans Ultras, and they're just the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life. Um, but I will absolutely autograph them if you want me to do that. Uh, Staley, one-third of a Gardner three-pack. Hey, the Gardner worked this week. A rare, positive week for my picks. Um, rum. Yes, Jobu and Rum. No, you will not make me... I will be the play-by-play guy, hopefully. You know, hopefully I will continue to be the play-by-play guy. I love it. You know, I had a great con- – I'll be honest, and you can sp- – you know, you can interpret this however you want, but I had a great conversation on the on the field as well with John Spanos, and I know this is probably going to get some comments, but I'll just say this. Like, they take some incoming, but, man, this team, they thought they had it this year. They really did. They spent a bunch of money. They converted a ton of salary, future salary, into signing bonus – so they could keep everyone, so they didn't have to get rid of Joey or Keenan or Mike or Khalil, and that they could sign Herbert to the richest contract in NFL history, you know, prior to Burrow topping it by a couple million bucks. Like, they did everything right this year. They really did. You know, they they sunk a ton of cash. It's the second most expensive defense in the league. They did not move on. Everybody was talking about which one are they going to get rid of. Is it going to be Keenan? Is it going to be... Mike Williams, someone's got to go, and they ended up bringing everybody back. And they were able to do that because they scratched out some huge checks this offseason, converting salary to signing bonus and pushing money into the future because they thought this was the year. So I think it's important to acknowledge that. And I know that it's not a popular sentiment, but, you know, with, with people, with some people, but I, I do think it's important for you to go back and look at what they did to those contracts going into this year and the tens of millions, probably sniffing a hundred million dollars that they wrote checks for this summer in order to make sure 
everybody came back for what they thought was going to be a Super Bowl run. Um, tired of hearing next year. And I did. There you go. So uh, Trini, I mentioned I, I did interact with Phil and it was awesome. It was so good to see him. And great to see, you know, when I was doing this, I started in 2017. Gunner was probably up to here on me at, at that point, if not shorter. Dude is a legit like 6'4 now. And uh, I am not a tall person. So it was kind of funny to, to see that. But it was great to see him. Um, I don't think the locker room is lost, Skit Scat. I don't think that at all. I, I think you, you saw that defense battle until the bitter end. And I think that that's evidenced. You know, that, that, that's evidence that the locker room is not lost, that this team still fights, that they were down 10 nothing, and that defense was still out there busting their ass and, and trying to get this win and come up with a turnover and give the ball back to the offense in the hopes that they could get something going. Uh, Thursday night's game, I mean, think about it. You got a team, two teams that scored a combined seven points. So I can only imagine the state of Al Michaels going into that contest if it's Easton Stick versus versus Aiden O'Connell. Kick field goals. I think this was a kick field goal game, personally, Spencer. And, and I don't feel like I'm second-guessing that. I, that's just kind of how I had interpreted it. But I get it. Again, that's a touchdown. It's a touchdown that Gerald Everett has to catch. So on that one, it was the right call. The play was there. He had inside leverage. He got a step. Herbert threw a perfect pass. And for whatever reason, Everett just kind of mistimed his jump and didn't come down with it. Um, Angel fan on top of a Charger fan. Yeah, that's a tough weekend for you. Uh, Four fourth down non-conversions. Yeah, that's tough. I, I, I agree. Um, I disagree. Like the worst GM in the NFL. Look, Tom's a friend. Full disclosure. I've said it like. You know, you're talking about the guy that drafted Justin Herbert. There were some people that there were teams that had Jordan Love ahead of Justin Herbert um, that were were begging them to trade up ahead of Miami to ensure they got Tua instead of Justin Herbert. You know, it's a guy whose first round resume has Rashawn Slater, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Justin Herbert. You know, look at the the second, the third, and the fourth round pick this year. Thule is, and he would have been a top fifteen pick if you redrafted. Got him in the second round. Darius Davis is the most explosive pass punt returner in the NFL. I'd like to see him get more involved on on offense. You know, you've had really good second round picks that have left in free agency in Chenna and Hunter Henry. I think a lot of the free agent signings have been in conjunction with the coaching staff and giving them the players that they circled as, you know, the the, the players that they thought were going to fit their scheme. J.C. Jackson, $82.5 million. Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson, I think all, Eric Kendricks. I think that is all in conjunction with the coaching staff. So I, I think that's unfair to, to pin this on Tom. Um, Herbert shouldn't play again this year again. Jacob, I think that depends on if he's going to play on Thursday. Um, yeah, rough weekend, Kyle. For I thought the Rams had that one. Uh, man, they play their tails off, and it just goes to like that. You know, it's impressive watching how hard the Rams compete. I, I thought they were going to tank this year for Caleb Williams, and the fact that they got six wins is impressive. Uh, <laughs> that's good there, Rutledge. What else do we got? Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Sounds like we're done. I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, a lot of kick the field goals here. Silence in the stadium was crazy. I'll be honest, coach. I don't. I don't know what was going on there. It is. It is the most flat that I have. And that was from the kick. Like it was weird. There was just. A, they, I don't know if people were nervous or what was going on. But it was a very strange crowd today that lacked. Um, that lacked energy. 
Uh, analytics, great. Read the game, 7-6. I think that's, look, I, I, I think it's to some degree, again, I say it, yes, I'd have kicked the field goal, but I think we have to acknowledge the touchdown was there. It's a touchdown pass. That's 7 nothing Chargers off the interception, and it was dropped. If you go back and watch that play, that's a good enough throw. It's a good enough route, and for whatever reason, it, it almost looked like he mistimed his jump, and it falls incomplete. So it's hard to pin that on the coaching staff when players got to execute that play. Um, Sup, Dad the Funky Homo Sapien. Like Dell, the funky homo sapien. We've already talked about that, how much I appreciate it. No Knicks, breakfast burritos for the Chargers this week. Awesome. I love Knicks on Main Street. They also got Knicks 2 in Los Alamitos. Uh, Ryan, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Philip Rivers um, loves living in Alabama. He was just gushing about how much he's loving it. And he's got his brother as the assistant head coach. I think he's the OC. Um, he's surrounded by family. And I, I just think, you know, Phil is one of the, the genuine people, and there are not many of them, but he's just such a good dude and such a genuine guy, and that's what he loves. He loves living in Alabama. He loves living on multiple acres, and he, uh, he loves, you know, being surrounded by his 10 kids and, and all of his extended family, and God bless him for that, man, because he's such a good dude, and I want nothing but a state championship for him, so I, I hope it all works out. Um, Easton Stick. Yeah, I was excited to see Easton get a chance. And you know what? I think maybe there's something there. You know, maybe there is something that can come out of this. And just a quarterback that felt comfortable with Q and threw him a ball. And the second catch was better than the first. I mean, he snatched that thing. And it, and it was a it was a laser from Easton over the middle of the field. He got great leverage. And actually, on the very next play that he threw to Austin Eckler on the flat. If you look in the right corner, he busted his guy up and just left him spinning and was wide open in the right corner. But nice to see him put an exclamation point on that drive and, and get those three big catches, including uh, a touchdown. So good for Q, you know, because like I said, he's, he's a good guy and he beat the hell out of himself after that drop last week, uh, just standing in the rain without a jacket by himself when everyone else is huddled by the heaters. And I'm hoping that maybe that's the seed that was planted, that we can see four good games from Q to close the season, building toward next year. Um, Herbert Heal, what movie title best describes our season? Uh, man, oh man, I'm going to have to think about that one. I'm going to think about it. Oh, jeez. Come on, Rutledge, don't do that to me. Um, uh, not going to answer that. Not going to answer that. Talented team. Is it scheme? I mean, I don't know, Bo. It's a lot of different things. I think it's execution. You look at the two big drops to start this thing. We mentioned Keenan had one on the right sideline. It was a tough catch. Don't get me wrong. But I think you get that thing inside the 30, and now you're at least in field goal range, right? Think about all the drops the last couple of weeks that they've had. Parham last week, Q last week, you know, Green Bay, two from Keenan, one from Parham on a fourth down. Quinton in the very last drive. Um, MD Hoops forever, Big Sean. That's right, my guy Brady Carrick knocking it out at point guard. And don't sleep on Los Al. My guy Trent Minner is crushing it over there for the Griffins. Uh, you know what? DJ's had a tough day. Yeah, Ryan. Padres trading Soto, Dodgers getting uh, Shohei, and the Chargers. Uh, do I think Rivers will retire as a Charger soon? I hope so. I certainly hope so, uh, Melanie. 
you know, it see, it was great to see him. And, and I think he felt a lot of love out there today. So I'm hoping we see more of him. I, I don't know if we will. Um, need a player. Seven ten new formats on Saturday. Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. What else we got here? What are you going to be? When am I going to be a guest on the Dan Patrick show? I don't know if I ever will. Um, and I love the Momofuku noodles, by the way. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's really, you know, for a national show, I'm not quite sure how much Charger talk is is going to resonate. I think for for the Dodgers, they'd be better served, you know, getting someone that works for the Dodgers like David, who does, you know, a hell of a job. And so who knows? Um, man, oh man, we got a lot here. And thank you, everybody. We're still over 80. Totally appreciate you. Um, would love to see you at the BJ's on Monday. That's tomorrow, Nathan. And uh, our man, Nathan, who sells the, the kick-ass chairs. Thank you. Here we go. Ba ba ba. Put Herbert on the beach. Perhaps, Mark. I think once, if if it's if it's pretty much solidified that they're not making the playoffs, um, you know, I don't think they will. I think it is a disappointing season. I'm okay acknowledging that, Ryan. I think we had high expectations. Ownership had high expectations. Um, and appreciate you with the compliment there. Long live Chris. I don't know that. <laughs> My daughter, my oldest daughter, Peyton, who's in New York City. Uh, shout out to her. Dodgers are good. Coors Light here for you. Trusted gut. For me, I don't know if he's out for the Raider game. Try up. I think it it'll be dependent. But it, it, a fractured finger that he didn't return in the second half, I would I would guess is not great. Um, let's see. I know, dude. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, what do we got here? DJ Shannon, shout out to Shannon, did a great job today, covering obviously Keenan in the tent, Zion in the tent, Herbert going to the tunnel, she was all over it. Any upcoming surfing adventures? No, just standard local fare every day. I got to work. Ryan, maybe some San Diego trips um, over Christmas. My daughter loves going to San O, so I'll probably do that with her. She'll be in town from New York for a week. Um, yeah, those vans are great. Would agree. Um, oh, wow. Those, these are all like vans right here. So we're way behind. Uh, Chargers could make coaching. Uh, announcer call Raiders and Chargers. Dumb and dumber. That's not cool. Um, how do I feel about Moore's scheme? I, I like Kellen. I really do. Um, it's tough, though. You know, you score six points last week. You score, you score seven this week. You score 13 two weeks ago. I think it's important to remember how much Mike Williams changes this offense, how much Corey Lindsley changes this offense, how much Josh Palmer would change this offense. You're out all of those weapons, and I think it just makes it really tough. Those are excuses. I get it, but I'm a believer in Kellen, and, and I just feel terrible that this is what he's got to, to work with. Um Play by play. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, a lot of compliments in there. Very kind. You and DJ, great job. Thoughts on Harbaugh? I think he jumps to the NFL. I think there's just way too much there. I mean, the guy was suspended for six games this year. So, and he, I think he really wanted to jump last year. College is a nightmare. You know, it's the thing about college, though, is, man, you can get a lot of money. Like, you can't get that. It's hard to get that kind of money in the NFL. You're talking about seven, eight-year contracts that these guys are getting guaranteed. Like Jimmy Sexton versus athletic directors is the biggest, it's the biggest freaking lopsided affair in all of sports. I don't know how he does it. 
I truly don't. But man, if you're a college coach, what a great time to be alive. So that's the thing. I don't know. Um, outside commentary for Compass, I will be Nathan. Uh, my basketball schedule will likely pick up. I think I'm going to be doing quite a few games, college basketball games this year. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's go. Gosh, let's talk about that, JC. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Headed for a rebuild. I don't think we're headed for a rebuild. No, I don't think that at all. Not with Justin Herbert. Um, uh, awesome players. Yeah, expectations were high. Bartender pours a mean bloody on buying Newport mats. 710T Saturday. I'll be, I don't know, well, I might be here. I don't know. We'll see. I'll probably be surfing on Saturday at 7 a.m. Not the golf has disappeared. Disney between Xmas and New Year's and Eve. No, you're fine, Brian. I think you just go in with expectations. And you know what? Disney just allows you to throw money at it. So you buy the lightning pass and you do all that and the genie and it's an extra 30 bucks here and 40 bucks there. Um, we got so many. I'm way behind. Uh, missed the old K-Rock days with you. The gold record behind me. That's Gross Point Blake. That was my second ever gold record. Um the soundtrack for Gross Point Blank that we did when I worked for London Records. My first gold record was Portishead, Portishead with Sour Times on it. This is um, Postal Service, which was given to me when I was at K-Rock for Such Great Heights, which we were, I think, the first station in America to play. So, or commercial, you know, obviously with Jimmy, it was played at KXLU. Um, but yeah, so they gave me that one. I have a handful of them. And then this one over here is Jimmy World, their platinum record when I worked at DreamWorks. My career was in the music business before I got into sports. For those of you that did not know, I spent like 12 years in music and records. And I was the MD at K-Rock, music director at K-Rock. And I was um, a record promoter for DreamWorks and for London Records. So that's why I tend to put those up. People, good conversation piece. Gives me a chance to remember the salad days of working rock and roll and traveling around with bands and, and having a good time. Uh, training is what they got me doing. Uh, moving, let's see, Staley, yes, the players do like Staley, agree, uh, saw the offspring last night, they, they do not owe their career to me, that was before me, um, that's a offspring, RA, uh, Brett Gerwitz, and I think Garno managed them, if I remember right, but that was, that's all on them, they, they made a great record for Epitaph, you know, and we just played the absolute hell out of it, uh, self-esteem and keep them separated and self-esteem. I think when I was the music director at K-Rock, self-esteem was the most played record in the history of K-Rock. When we would do our, when we would do our audits, um, self-esteem, I'm trying to think of what was second. I can't remember because K-Rock was different. So when you think about the older songs, you know, the Depeche Modes, the Cures, things like that, that you would assume that Anything Anythings by Dramarama that, that might, because of longevity, would have higher numbers. But like back then, their number one played record per week would be like 17 times. And when I was working there, it was, and it still is run by a guy by the name of Kevin Weatherly, where it was more of a top 40 mentality and your top played record would get spun like 50 times a week, 40 to 50 times a week. So that's why self is, that's a, I don't know how much into music you guys are and the mechanics of music and radio. Um, Matt, man of the people, Smith, look, I just appreciate you, all you people. Um, so I super appreciate you guys coming on, coming on. I enjoy doing these things. It's cathartic. It's an opportunity for us to talk together, sort of. You're writing, I'm speaking. Uh, what brew, again, it's trusted gut. 
and it's a blonde ale and it's really good. And I think it's kind of local here in, in Seal Beach area. So Long Beach, Seal Beach. Mm. Still got a little bit left. I got to wrap this up. I agree. Tom is not the problem. Third down horn in Foxborough, more annoying in person than us. You know, the radio. I didn't even notice it. Um, we have headphones on and they seal out the outdoor noise quite a bit. Uh, let's see what else we got. Screens with both TCUs. I'd love to see Darius Davis get out there as well. Um, Barksdale, that's funny. Uh, finishing the Rams game crazy. We were watching that as the game was starting. Um, rough weekend. I'm trying to see what else we got. Backup QB. Yeah, I thought, listen, I thought Easton played well. I'd like to see him adjust the offense. It's a guy who rushed for 41 touchdowns at Nodak. So let's get RPOs in there, man. Let's use those legs. And let's get, that's, that's why it upset me that they didn't sneak on that fourth down and that third down. It's like, this is a guy who's comfortable sneaking the ball. 41 touchdowns, at least 15 of those are sneaks into the end zone, I would guess. Um... More egregious than the first guy. I did not like him. Um, what do we got? Eckler showed up. Totally agree. Rod Stripling. There we go. Human condition. Rod Stripling. You're kidding me? You're going to put him on a on a podcast with Rod Stripling? Uh, I like Jim. Jim's crazy, though. I, I got a chance to get to know Jim Harbaugh a lot when he was at Stanford. I called a ton of their games with Curtis Conway, who was his teammate in Chicago. So we would always hang out with Jim on the field. And it was it was wild, man. Some games he'd be super excited to talk to us. Other games he'd be like, "Get the hell away from me!" So that was that's Jim Harbaugh in a, in a nutshell. Um, I'll see you in Tarantula Hill, uh, Chalupa, Batman, MacArthur. Feels great, dude. Union guy there. No, uh, appreciate all of you. Gosh, how far? Let me see how far I have to go. Holy cow, we're way way behind. Um, love Bad Religion and The Offspring. I'm a huge Bad Religion fan. Huge Bad Religion fan. One of my favorites. So let me just kind of... How dare you say that, Mike? What the hell's your problem? After freaking Bad Religion like that, they're an L.A. institution. All of our punk rock bands here from L.A. Pennywise, Bad Religion, Descendants, Black Flag. We're very lucky in the world of punk rock and hardcore. Germs. Um, huge fan. Just like recognize the the importance of the city of Los Angeles and the greater Los Angeles area, social D to the, the world of punk rock and, and hardcore. Um, it, it really is one of our great music exports to the rest of the world, what we've been able to do. Um, bah, bah, bah. Thank you. Appreciate that, Brennan. Uh, Reagan Center calls protection. Club tried his best, but he's not seen. Yeah, Lindsley's incredible at, at calling protections. Beachwood, I like Beachwood a lot. I'm bummed they closed on Main Street. Uh, we just got a new sushi place where Beachwood used to be. So there's that. Offspring indie label most played. Exactly. An epitaph. Um, yeah, the pickup on the Blitz was an issue, Reagan. It really was. It was a huge issue. Um, didn't know that music and sports. Yeah, DJ, that's what I was doing, man. I never ran into Suge Knight. I did run into, I did have a very interesting conversation with Russell Simmons, though, when he wanted Jay-Z's uh, 99 Problems to get played. No, was it, what was it? Yes, he wanted 99 Problems. I think that's what it was. Rick Rubin came with Jay-Z, and that was a different time. Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. But Russell, 
Russell Simmons, it was funny. We had a very interesting conversation. Um, And there are interesting conversations in the music business. Let me tell you, it's it's quite an interesting business of how things get done. Um, All right, let's get a couple more in here. Uh, Shout out Cusack, yeah. You know what's funny about John Cusack? I'll tell you a great story. I'll end it on this because it's been a while. So, and I only got like one sip left and it's my friend Andy's birthday. So I got to go over to his place for dinner real quick. Um, I watched the OJ Simpson, uh, not the chase, but when OJ was supposed to turn himself in and was on the lamb, I was at, uh, I was, it was the, I had just graduated from Pepperdine and was still living in the house that we had signed a lease on for the summer. And I was working at K-Rock. And um, so I worked in the morning on Kevin and Bean. And then I would, my, my roommate Dave was the manager at Johnny's Pizza in Malibu. And I would eat there for free because I was making like no money and just scrounging. I was still, I think I was still a valet at the chart house. I was working at K-Rock during the day and doing the chart house stuff at night. And so I went to Johnny's Pizza for lunch because I had got off Kevin and Bean and I was there whatever time it was. And so I'm sitting at the bar. It's like a three stool bar at Johnny's Pizza in Malibu. And to my left is D.B. Sweeney and next to him is John Cusack. And we're watching the news on a little 13 inch TV mounted above the, the cashier who was Dave, my roommate. And Cusack is just screaming, he's on the lamb. I'm telling you, he's on the lamb. They're never going to catch him. He'll disappear forever. And that is, uh, that is one of the moments, one of the great Malibu moments of, you know, going to school at Pepperdine and seeing Madonna run around the track and sitting in the hot tub with Gary Busey and uh, going to a party where Axl Rose rolls up for like five minutes and then bolts in his brand new BMW 740. Um, saw Emilio Estevez at a party as well, hitting on Pepperdine chicks. It was hilarious. Just an incredible experience back in the day before cell phones and cell phone cams. And that was one of the best. Um, so, all right. Uh, that's probably going to do it. I'll, I'll end it. Let me see if I can just get a couple more in real quick. Um, great stories. They're stupid stories. Um, love all you. How many, how many points did the Raiders score? Yeah, not much. Zero. We got seven between those two teams. Al Michaels is going to be, I said it on the air, apoplectic on Thursday about these two teams. If it's Easton Stick versus um, Aiden O'Connell. All right, I told you, I always finish. So just to prove it to you. Mm. A little bit down the side. So there it is. Trusty gut. All right. We're all done. I did not rearrange the skateboards, but you know what? Here, I'll show you something cool. We'll end it on this. Uh, check this out. This is one of my favorites. So we'll end it on this. This is uh, one of my favorite boards of all time. This is the Neil Blender Coffee Break. And I was able to get this from uh, GNS. I skated one of these when I was younger. And a little bit of a kick nose, not much, but just one of the cool graphics. Neil Blender did all of his own art. So uh, there you go. We'll, uh, we'll end it there. You guys are the best. Appreciate all of you. We'll do it again next week. And uh, check this out. This was really good. Trusted Gut Blondale from Vegas next week. Maybe I'll just skip the flight home and just hit the tables, try to make some money. All right. You all uh, are the best. I really appreciate and love all of you for checking in. Take care. Have a great night. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.